I think this shakeup has really been an opportunity for organizations to really invest in people, invest in sales methodology, and really identify the pain. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. There are times in your own leadership journey when you meet influencers and leaders who allow you and the audience to want to sit down and learn from. Leaders who, within their own spheres of influence, have been able to impact, shake up, and shatter the norm. Innovative and inspirational leadership is worth pressing the pause button for. Having weathered the storms of various economic landscapes, our next guest will share insights into his journey of scaling LA's largest SaaS IPO, successfully exiting three companies, and what it took to thrive in challenging early-stage environments. Andrew Hahn is an entrepreneur a fractional chief revenue officer, an author, a former chief sales officer, a former VP of sales, and a must-have revenue leader for your scaling organization. But let's not forget about his passion for mental health as a suicide prevention counselor. We're so excited to have Andrew on our show today. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. I just want to bring you everywhere I go to be my hype man, dude. Thank you. It's, uh, It's great to be here with the twins. Awesome. Now, Andrew, through your journey and your leadership journey, you've had very significant impact in annual revenue return of increasing your profits for organizations, mm-hmm. um, organizations such as Ninjio, which is really a cybersecurity awareness training company. And as we all know, a lot of hacking happens in the SMB environment because users don't know any better. So I think cybersecurity awareness training is very important. So you had success there. You had success at Form Assembly. You've had success at Cornerstone On Demand. You've had success everywhere you go. And I can't wait so that Dave and I can ask you questions more about this as you move along through in the podcast. But having success in these organizations, you've actually did very well during the pandemic. And what we don't mm-hmm. realize is that during the pandemic, it was a very challenging time. We saw organizations let people go. We saw organizations try to do this work from home, hybrid type of environment. But there was a lot of stuff going on. How were you able to stay focused? How were you able to stay what I call in control and be able to keep these organizations growing during this time? Yeah, thank you so much for that question, Danny. Um, look, I'm vulnerable. And I think that's a characteristic and a trait that I've learned over the past you know, five or 10 years. Yeah, my LinkedIn looks great. The stories I tell are great. But with that success is a there's some failures and there's some learning lessons. So when I look at the pandemic in the last three or four years in technology and revenue, I think there's two things. The biggest issue that we're seeing today with all these layoffs is first and foremost, two, three, four, five years ago, there was an influx of money into early stage companies. 
you had companies that got to 5 million, 10 million, 15, and either got seed investment, PE or VC, and they had really lofty goals and ambitions. Um, I think a lot of these companies were scaled poorly. Uh, I think everyone could laugh at the idea of to triple your revenue, you triple your, your AEs. Uh, I really believe in building systems and operations and people. So I think a lot of these companies scaled improperly. Uh, the reality is, while I did have great success in my last two roles, both of those companies uh, in the last three years uh, attained under my leadership and partnership, I think is most important, uh, over an 80% year-over-year revenue increase. When I look at the pandemic, I think this was a needed shakeup. I've always believed, and I'm going to insult some of the listeners here, that 80 or 90% of account executives don't know how to sell. They're smart. They're likable. They know the product. They're somewhat of a subject matter expert, but they sell the product at the people. I think this shakeup has really been an opportunity for organizations to really invest in people, invest in sales methodology, and really identify the pain. When you think about the modern buyer, they don't reach out to you and say, hey, what do you sell? By the time that you're speaking to them for the first time, they know they have a problem. They know they need to do something about the problem. They know it's going to cost them. They've looked at reviews. They've spoken to their friends. We need to stop telling them what our solution does and ask them about the pain, what they know, what they believe our solution can do. And then we can co-sell in a collaborative environment to ensure that outcome. So I just think it's, we've taken a step back and I am optimistic about this leap forward. In summation, uh, I've been successful by strategy operations and investing in people and hiring the right talent and getting out of the way of those really uh, qualified and talented people. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech 
that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David, Andrew, and I'm so glad you mentioned that. And thank you so much for what you're sharing. And our listeners definitely are going to benefit from this. You talked about investing in people, sales training. You talked about helping them to understand how to go to their prospects, how to build really their pipeline and say, let us understand the pain that you're seeing. To me, the best salespeople aren't the ones who are trying to tell you all their speeds and feeds. They're the right. ones who ask the right questions. I love that you pointed that out. And, 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 I, and I think also the thing that I, I heard really, really clearly is this. While others find that health pandemics, the market challenges, mm-hmm. these are things that they want to bunker in and, and just kind of protect themselves and wait for the disaster to pass, the storm to pass. And you said, yeah. no, no, there, there's opportunity here. There's an, an opportunity to grow through this. Oh, there's yeah. opportunity here. And you went after it. So let me ask you, in terms of the things that you've done and things that you've seen, were there any other outside factors? I mean, there are things you can control. You invest more in training. You invest more into people. You give them opportunities to learn how to ask and, and, and teach them how to craft their, their approach to the buyer differently. But were there yeah. any other outside factors that perhaps you saw during the pandemic or during these shifts that you said these help contribute to our success? Yeah, so budgets got tighter. There's no doubt. Um, my favorite painful story about budgets is I have two kids, uh, six and nine. My daughter's window uh, faces the street. And I said for the longest time, I need to get an alarm. Before she was born, my house got broken into and I got an alarm the next day. So people buy out of two reasons, inspiration or desperation. And I don't think we should be metaphorically breaking into people's, whether it's cybersecurity, hacking them or if you're selling learning or data, uh, but if the pain isn't great enough, they're not gonna move. I believe people can always find budget. Uh, If the pain is great enough, if the impact is great enough and the return is great enough, they're gonna find a way. So budget is absolutely important, but if that is the only factor, I don't think you're speaking to the right person. So I believe deals are won and lost at discovery and our ability to understand that pain how it impacts your gatekeeper or your decision maker, then you can have that compelling event and sell against that compelling event rather than sending an email every two weeks. Hey, we had a great meeting. Wanted to see if you're interested in moving forward. We've, we've all seen those and believe it does. 
this is Danny. I appreciate you talking about deals are won and lost during that discovery phase. And, and then you're selling against that compelling mm-hmm. event. So many times as a sales rep, we go through what I call the, the habits. We just make our calls and we leave. We don't actually sit down and analyze enough to understand what did the client really say? What's really going on? Asking those open-ended mm-hmm. questions, letting them to talk a little bit more so that you can discover what is really happening. It wasn't, the, it wasn't just by chance that something's taking place. There's something going on. It's good for you as a sales rep to let the client talk. Don't just go through your script. There's so many sales reps, they just want to hear them get through their script and say, I did it, I'm done. Why aren't you buying? Ask a good question, open up the door, let them talk. But really at the, at the end of the day, give the client the opportunity to tell you. Don't just assume, just give them the opportunity if, to tell you. If now, you're hoping, sorry, just, I'm so on this. If you're hoping to have a relationship with the buyer, it's a three month, a six month, a nine month. You need to have that relationship. If I never show you the product, if I never show you a deck and we speak for an hour about what's going on in your organization, mm-hmm. am I a subject matter expert that is compassionate and empathetic and is focused on solving your problem? Or am I someone that spoke to you for 45 of those 60 minutes about why everyone thinks our product is so cool? I know it, further on in this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about a tech stack. But I love Gong because it's my ability to understand the balance of time that's being spoken. My favorite metric that no one talks about is response time. So I had a seller that responded in 0.46 seconds, which tells me anytime a question came up, they were so excited to give their canned response to where they thought they were going. They stopped listening. We've all seen that, whether it's your wife, husband, friend, doctor, their eyes light up and they stop listening. It is so much better, even if you know the top track you want to get to, you say, wow, that seems to be a major problem within your organization. Can you tell me how this is impacting you, your manager, even if I'm just buying time, then I can curtail my canned answer to their specific needs. I'm glad you brought that up as, as one of your favorite tools. Yeah. And we'll get there. As a, as a former fractional CRO myself of an 88 um, medical device company, we love Gong as a tool. And I'm not just saying that because I'm hoping Gong would be a sponsor. I'm saying it's a great tool because you need to analyze the patterns that your sales rep has and the customer mm-hmm. has. Is the customer talking more? Is the sales rep talking more? Uh, when did you bring up price? So all these things that you look at and you understand the patterns help a sales leader to be able to coach their employee better. And that was one of the tools I love the most uh, as yeah. a sales leader as well. So thank you for bringing that up. I, I can do an entire call with you. So we're going a little off script, but... Uh, when I come into an organization, uh, I hope they have gone. By the way, there's other great competitors. There's nothing amazing that they're doing that their competitors aren't. Look at BMW, Mercedes, and Lexus. They're all great cars. It's more about what you're comfortable with and what caught your eye. But I coach my individual reps the same way, which is for a couple of weeks when we're recording, when we have a one-on-one, I will ask them to pick a call, good, bad, or indifferent. I always ask, what are three things that you did well? and three things you'd like to improve on. The philosophy there is they get to brag, they get to say, I think I really listened well, I think I positioned a product great. Their own ability to identify areas they can improve, that is where you grow. When you could look in the mirror and see your own, oh my gosh, I had no idea I said um 30 times. They were just about to open up to me and I got so excited. After three or four sessions, they can coach themselves. Um, And even though talk time is important, You also have to remember who your buyer is. If you're selling to someone technical, they might be an introvert. So if you spoke 70% 70 of the time, 
that might not be a red flag that might have been necessary. So while I do look at the balance of total talk time, I look more at how many times a conversation shifted ownership. That's a better uh, indicator of collaboration. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Andrew, because what it tells the audience is that being a sales leader, it's, very, it's not that simple. It's complex. But at the same time, I love this process about allowing the sales rep to kind of coach themselves as well. It's very mm-hmm. important as an individual, if you care about making money, and that's one of the things I loved when I was working in sales, is that I would always analyze what's working, what's not working, mm-hmm. what are my patterns is looking good, and I would go after it because I know if I can make one more call, I can be efficient with one more opportunity. If I can ask the right open-ended question, I can close more deals, and that ultimately helps me make more money. And I want to encourage people who are listening today, don't be lazy. It's your money. Mm-hmm. Go get the coaching, look at what you're doing, look at the data, whatever tools you're using out there, it doesn't matter whatever tool it is, and make yourself better. Now, Angie, yeah. when it comes to discovering, implementing yeah. the right processes, yeah. uh, there's, there's a key for generating efficiency. There's a key for generating repeatable results. And as a fractional leader, myself and you as well, there's a lot of patterns that we see that sometimes we can turn into good templates. But how do you approach these recurring revenue machines and these recurring revenue opportunities, these other streams of revenue? And how do you find the right insights in order to develop the right yeah. models in order to help that specific organization to be successful? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think our goal as leaders, whether I'm full-time or fractional, is to build a recurring revenue machine with the least amount of ambiguity and the greatest amount of insights Uh, from month to month or quarter to quarter. Yeah, I I love that question. I think template's the right idea. Uh, I've always encouraged my salespeople, let alone organizations, I want to show you the lane, show you the freeway, and let you choose the lane. Because much like basketball here, you can have a great plan, but when the defense changes, you need to be able to pivot. The idea of having a playbook literally is a book of plays to ensure the highest level of success. So what I want to do when I come in is build a company work with the CEO or whatever other leaders are in place and build something that is scalable, that has a high level of integrity, that we can minimize our risk. Minimizing risk, I'm talking about having true revenue projections and understanding what we can expect next month, what our biggest risks are. So I doubled down on process and operations. So hopefully I could be a fractional CRO for an organization for three, six, nine, 12 months. But what I want to identify is what does success look like? What can we achieve in this period where whether you like me or not, I'm going to leave you in a better place. So one of the things I focus on is is the people. I want to understand people. I want to understand their motivation. I love hiring on intrinsic characteristics. So we look at this market right now to saturated with talented people. I'm assuming anyone I speak to knows how to sell, knows how to listen, knows how to understand a product. The intrinsic characteristics are resilience, grit, coachability, and most importantly, curiosity. I can't teach curiosity. I, I still coach sports. Uh, and I would say like, if, if your mom or dad never played catch with you, I can't teach you coordination. If you're coordinated, I could teach you to be better. If you have no desire to be coached, if you have no desire to be curious, you're gonna land a, a low percentage. So I hire an intrinsic characteristics. And I really try to double down on revenue operations. So hopefully the organization has someone much smarter than myself that is a steward of the truth, looking in the CRM, understanding how we can optimize our time most effectively. I want to know what's working. I want to know what's not working. I want to know where we're stalling. 
So if we look through our entire funnel from MQL to SQL to opportunity to demo to each of those steps, where are we getting stuck? How can I empower the team? The reality is about 60% of most opportunities that I see shouldn't be opportunities. They have dates that are either the last day of the month or the first day of the month, because that is how I feel. I feel it's going to close October 31st. Did you even think about they might be taking their kids out for Halloween? No, there's no compelling event. So what's really important to me is to set up when you create an opportunity, a handful of fields that identifies the gatekeepers, the buyers, their problem. What happens if they don't have a solution in place? Who are they currently using? Who are they currently evaluating? If you don't know all this, you just put your best foot forward. You hope they've understood what you're doing and then it's out of your hands. And again, I believe in the collaborative co-selling versus the one-sided selling at someone. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employee skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Andrew, this is David. And for our listening audience out there, if you are finding great value and you love the guests that we are bringing on, please subscribe, download, 
and support this program so we can have leaders like Andrew on the program. Wow, you unloaded so much there. I love what you said about the characteristics, the abilities you're looking for. You're talking about people that are going to become your rock stars. You can't teach curiosity. You talked about the three Ps. You're assessing people, product, process. What's there? What's not working? What's working? And I've been a sales manager before, Andrew. I've seen people at their, at their funnel. I'm looking at ourselves, why is that on there closing up the 31st of the month? You know you're just throwing numbers oh, on there. It's not going to yeah. work. We're not even looking at that. Let's just skim that off there, and let's focus on what's available. Matter of fact, I used to always train that you close your deals by the third week of the month and start focusing on the next month at the last week because you're going to be rushing. You're going to be skipping steps. Yeah. You're not going to be doing due justice for the prospect. And eventually you're hoping them to become a, a, a customer. You're not doing them any favors if you're just trying to skim the process and not really go through what needs to be uncovered. So I love that. Now, Andrew, I want to ask you something interesting enough because I, I've, been, I've been able to look into your profile a little bit, look in your background. So I want to ask you about battle cards and why playbooks are important to follow because yes. you taught a class recently on this and you talked about how battle cards, the things you need to look for, uh, that include, uh, for at least you got to set them aside for each of your competitors. You got to look at their strengths, their weaknesses, why you are winning or why you will win. And then the yeah. questions you need to ask and then what are some common objections? Because you've got to know how to respond to them or how to address them. So could you touch on the importance of that and then why we need to have playbooks? Love it. Uh, gosh, I really feel like we've teed this one up. So part of speaking to a prospect for the first time or first few times is demonstrating not only you're curious and empathetic, but you're a subject matter expert. So when I was 25, which was a few years ago, um, I had clients like eBay, Google, Agilent, Sempra, Qualcomm, and I got to have C-level meetings on a quarterly basis. I was meeting with Meg Whitman telling her how to run a global compliance program. And I was terrified. What I realized quickly is when you're a subject matter expert, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You will demand, demand's a strong word, you will earn the respect of that table if you are the one person uniquely, solve, uniquely positioned to solve that problem. So subject matter expertise is really important. I think it's important to know if they're coming from an existing vendor, um, Hey, what did you like about them? Oh, they did A, B, and C. Oh, gosh, they're fantastic at that. What were your challenges? Why are you looking for another vendor? Well, they don't do D, E, and F. Fantastic. I would love to highlight how we can do A through F. We're not great at D, but I want to show you how we do it. It's a honesty and transparency. Who else are you looking at? Finding out who you're competing against is imperative because we believe that a prospect leaves a call understanding everything that's in our head. And one of my favorite questions at the end of a sales call is like, are there any open questions? And I blame myself. Maybe I didn't communicate well. Any gaps that you see in us meeting your needs? Because those gaps, whether they're perceived or real, if I don't get a chance to address them, it's a real challenge. So if I understand that they're going to speak to a competitor, now we're going to go to your battle card. Um, I'm going to say nothing but nice things with a, with a, with a curveball. So, hey, you're looking at competitor Y. They are fantastic. They probably own 30% of market share. They won a lot of deals the last 10 years. Great branding, great messaging. They have a really solid product at doing A and B. What I heard from you earlier, while A and B are important, B, E, and F were actually a priority. Well, is that true? Yes, it is. Got it. You know, we've had a lot of customers come from company Y because we've been able to do this. So it's the social proof which is really important. 
It's the validation uh, of the problem. It's complementing them. And the curveball, which is great because everyone wants to feel comfortable in making change because change is hard. When you hear a lot of people like them but love us, and I believe in clients of common characteristics. So if you're speaking to a beverage company, you know, we've got 15 different beverage companies working with us. And this is what they found really valuable. Uh, no one ever gets fired for hiring the big four. And I think the comfort and knowing that we are winning deals from our competition in their segment, in their vertical, and these are the results that we provided, that's enough trust to move forward. Andrew, appreciate you doing the breakdown and really giving us um, some really good insight that I think a lot of times we don't really think about until mm -hmm. after, but we need to start thinking about that before. Uh, what I want to segment off, you talked about one of the three P's, uh, people, and investing yeah. in your people. So what type of leadership strategies do you optimize outside of curiosity in order to optimize the talent that you currently have? And how do you develop those teams across the sales team, the business yeah. development team, the marketing team, the customer success team, and the channel team? Because there's different members everywhere. So how do you invest in those people today? How do you develop them? How do you optimize that talent? And how do you get them all to work together? Because I know that's a lot of questions, but I think it has to be something that we should address today. Yeah, I think that's great. I was taking a few notes here. So investing in people, I think the worst thing you can do is the 1990s version of IBM. You know, just walk everyone through the same machine like this is how you sell. It goes back to what I said before. I want to put them on the right freeway, but let them choose the lane. The beauty of a playbook is a book of plays. It's like a, a sports team. Again, these are the plays that we run. When you see an opportunity, you divert from those plays. These are the plays that will yield the highest level of success. And my playbooks, I've written two playbooks now, they focus not just on how to run a meeting, what you do before the meeting, the research that you do, the pre-communication, how you email a group of people, many of which don't even know what meeting they're attending tomorrow to get them in the right mindset, how you follow up, how you ask questions. The goal is to ensure the highest level of success. Now, how to develop them um, even if I am a guru, which I'm not, I'll call, I'll give myself a guru minus at revenue leadership. People are going to get tired of hearing my books. There's a reason I'm going to do a lot of sports metaphors. There's a reason there's a head coach. There's a shooting coach and a dribbling coach, a defensive coach. Um, so one important thing is to get my VPs or directors on the same page, preaching the same playbook. Uh, I also bring in outside firms. Uh, many of you might have heard of Winning by Design. I'm certified in their sales methodology. I think they're very good. Uh, but what they do is they help validate what I'm already communicating within the playbook, but they also give a different point of view. And I think as a salesperson, you have to develop your own style to be successful as long as you have the foundations. Now, one of the questions that you asked, Danny, was really about cross-functional. I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that companies can make and not hiring either a CRO or, hiring a, or having a CEO that isn't involved in this. When you have multiple VPs, and I'll, I'll pick on everyone and no one at the same time, VP of sales, VP of channel, VP of CS, VP of marketing, they get together once a week and they kind of align and they do their own thing. I believe a B plus plan where everyone is marching to the same beat is positioning the product in the same way uh, 
activating prospects and clients in the same way is better than four or five unique A go-to-markets. Back to the sports metaphor, you can't run your own plays. You all have to be on the same page and improvise when necessary. But uh, I think it's imperative to have someone uh, that can be the almost a puppet master and get everyone on the same page. And that way, CS understands how sales is positioning the product. So important for LTV, the ability to launch them quickly, impactfully, and get that ROI. Because the greatest time to sell more stuff is when someone's a raving advocate. And when someone takes a while to deploy, getting LTV on them is, and even a future renewal is a big challenge. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.